0: Welcome to the Inner Huddle, a youth football development podcast for parents, coaches, and managers of young aspiring footballers. Your hosts... From Pezza Street Soccer, our Pez and Jeff.
1: Today we are doing a girls football special. So it just leads me to say, welcome along to the inner huddle. Hello Jeff, hello Simon, how are you doing? Very uh, well, thank you very much. So we have Simon Dewhurst here for Footy for Girls, who we brought in as an expert. He's looking a bit apprehensive. Um, but give us a little bit of your background, would you Simon? Well, probably
2: same as most of us. been involved in football pretty much all of my life. Playing as a youngster, got into coaching, or dipped my toes into coaching a little bit when I was about 19, but I was still playing at the time. You need a lot of time to commit to coaching, um, if, if that's the, the pathway that you choose to follow. Yep. Um, it doesn't lend itself to particularly well to both playing and coaching full-time.
1: No.
2: So... But it's a yeah, good start
1: though, I, isn't it, to get in early and, like, ab- so toes and ab- get the experience, if you like it or not.
2: A- absolutely, yeah. I mean, I was very fortunate when I was younger to have some really good coaches myself, and I suppose that gave me the enthusiasm uh, to get into coaching you know, later on in life. And that's how we first met,
1: we used to play against each other back in the day, many we, years ago. Yeah, I remember you chasing me around many a time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and then we had the actual pleasure of playing in the same team last year, didn't we? We, we, we did, did, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah the uh, charity event, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, well, I'd say I scored a couple of goals, Jeff. Or it's not about me, is it? No, no. Okay, oh wait, what's that? <laughs> oh, too late, I've done it. <laughs> but yeah, it was, no, it was a good. It was a good evening, wasn't it? It was we, very good. We raised good, a lot yeah. of money for charity. It was great. Um, and a regular listener to this show and the podcast. I do, yeah religiously every Good. week So that's our one listener he's eh? the one but uh, yeah thanks for coming in anyway this <laughs> is your reward for being our listener thank you very he's, much is uh, coming in on the show but a bit more seriously you know we've we've had many a chat haven't we and we seem to share similar beliefs and philosophy hence why you're here really and of course you do Footy for Girls in Andover Yeah. Um, which we're going to get on to very shortly and we hope to do some stuff together in future don't we which yes, so we're going to have a little bit of a chat about nice, well. a bit of a collaboration so loads coming up right for those of you who are new to the Inner Hud show we have questions sent in from a variety of places some of them are my own we have about 15 today most of these i actually hunted out and went and asked specific people that i knew in the game so thank you to them hopefully you'll get a mention later individually but yeah it's a bit out of our comfort zone isn't it jeff yeah definitely yeah although the concepts of coaching children is the same whether you're a girl yeah, or boy so
0: you're more into child development than you are football coaching these days
1: exactly and that doesn't change so i think we'll just crack on straight with question number one and see where we go so a nice and simple one i think to start with question number one how did you get involved in girls football and i presume that's directed at you simon but we can all have a little go at that well
2: yeah personally my my daughter was playing for a local uh, grassroots club uh they were searching for a new manager coach uh, to take the team on and it just seemed like a, a sort of right time for me to get into uh, coaching more frequently, more often, and, and it seemed like a good challenge for me. It was on Saturdays, my, I had my Saturdays free at that point, or well, the games, sorry, were Saturdays. And this is your sport. daughter Tia, isn't it? My Cause... daughter Tia, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure she'll appreciate the shout out.
1: Yeah, um, and yeah. how old's Tia now? And uh, she's 19 now. And is she still playing, I take it? Uh, she She's having a year out. She's having a year yeah. out, okay, cool. How's she finding that? She's,
2: she's enjoying herself she's experiencing later mornings on weekends shall we say?
1: <laughs> fair <laughs> enough I think we all had that year out didn't we Jeff yeah yeah I think you still have it mate but anyway oh no I shouldn't be coming for you on this show should I that's our normal weekly show we're a bit more serious on this one right Jeffrey I've written down here that you used to coach the Wilts Advanced Coaching Centre is that right
0: yeah so my first job sort of fresh out of university was a um, community football coach for Wiltshire and part of that role was coaching under 12s to under 15s at the girls centre of excellence excellence in Marlborough and it was nice timing because I was also coaching with Steve Chalk um, Salisbury City as they were back then or Salisbury FC now they're under 15 so I was regularly coaching boys that were under 15 and girls that were under 15 so I could see any differences or similarities between the two so that'd be the only value I'll be able to add so year or so that I did that
1: hopefully between the three of us in the room we can try and give some of these questions a little bit of value personally I sponsored footy for girls team you did uh, yeah
2: much appreciated
1: a couple of seasons um, um obviously lots of girls participate at Pezzer Street Soccer. We've got some in our academy and, and one went on to sign for Southampton FC Is it last season, Jeff? We went down for the trials, didn't we? And, yeah, we and did. watched all the process and so shout out to Evie. Um well done for getting in at Saints. Um and we did run some girls only sessions for Peasors, which were great, but we ended up just sending them all to you in the end. Because yeah. <laughs> we thought, well, someone else is doing it, he's passionate about it and knows more about it than us. So we put them to you and I think a lot of them are still still yeah, playing there,
2: which is great. We've we've got quite a few girls that have either attended Pez's sessions or, or are currently attending. Uh, we've we've got Louise in the under-11s. She, is it Maisie? I think, Maisie's, I Maisie's, still Maisie's still around? Maisie's still there, there yeah. There.
1: I, don't, I don't know if Bella did some as well. Yeah, Bella's done some holiday courses yeah. and things like that. They he... tend to all make an appearance. Is it Lexi as well? Is she Lexi, anyone's... yeah. yeah. Loads of them. Brilliant. So that's how we've all been involved in girls' football. So that's question number one, <laughs> pretty straightforward and done. Jeff, could you read out question number two, so we can get into nitty gritty? Question number two: What are the differences in coaching boys and girls? Well, I've written some notes, so I'll go first. I put very little. Obviously, you're on the shop floor more than I am, if you like. Um, so you can shoot me down at any time. But I found and we've discussed it before I think on a podcast very little enough, but in fact at a young age I believe they can be much more coachable than boys um, and they seem to understand quicker the importance of actually training whereas boys tend to I want to play matches when's it match time matches 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 I think dads want to see them in their matches and they kind of get the impression that that's what it's all about and training's a bit of a sideshow girls tend to think training's going to help me get better to get where I want to go I
2: don't know that's that, my that's the That's the very note that I, I'd put down that from experience and I have coached boys as well I, I coach the boys team from 7s to 16s Okay. most of my coaching has been within girls football but I have coached boys as well but uh, what I've noticed and this is a majority rather than all in that girls are more attentive yep. they'll stand and they'll listen they'll take the information on board whenever we do that uh, whereas boys will be bouncing a ball spinning around in circles <laughs> look at, looking at the sky I know that I can do that kind yep. of mentality
1: yeah we see it obviously quite a lot don't we? we we've noticed with ours that actually the girls are the ones that Sitting there attentive and yeah. want to learn. Yeah. You know.
0: Jeff? Yeah, I can agree more. My experience has been that girls are the better listeners. I would say the sessions that I've done that have been girls only, it seemed to be much more mixed ability. So, as a coach, you've got to cater to
3: the needs of the group from the bottom end of the scale right up to the top. You're listening to our In a Huddle show. Are there the same opportunities in football development for girls, I'm assuming, compared to boys? It's a
1: great question. So, thank you ever sent that in. we well, we we'll get on to that, we can manage to get a bit of a move on. Yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. Keep listening. Jeffrey, question number three. Do you Want to do the honours? Yeah. Should girls and boys play sept? You're looking at me. Yeah. Okay, and I'm looking at you. But I'll go if you like. Should boys and girls play septly? I put in my opinion, no. But it depends on the individual and the options for her. I presume it's about a girl being a girl show locally. So I don't think it's rocket science. You decide where you feel most comfortable and you weigh up the development needs for your child, where they're going to be happiest. Get some advice and. From there, absolutely. I don't know if you want to add anything more to that, Jeff? <laughs> no,
0: I think you've done pretty well there. But Chief I don't know, I home. just summed it up. Um, the only thing I would say when I was younger, I didn't fancy playing against girls that much, especially well, the older I got, so into my late teens. I wouldn't have wanted to play against girls, but that's, it's only my personal preference, and I don't want to be controversial. Yeah, it's because it, you're a
3: gentleman. No, is that, no, you can be controversial. Is it because you were worried? But you'd have maybe you'd get feelings for someone that's on your team, and you wouldn't want them getting hurt, and you'd have to protect them. Yeah,
1: it, it would be exactly that. Donna, oh. yeah. You are one of the last living gentlemen. <laughs> you are. I'm sure the youth of today don't mind big tackles, but I don't know. It is a. It's. I think we've got this coming up in the next question, actually. So we'll, we'll give bit more value to that in the in question number four. But I did print this out. It's an article called Girls Should Play Football Against Boys to Develop the Stars of the Future. Um, And it's midfielder Jordan Nobbs and defender Leah Williams, who both play for Arsenal, said mixed sides help give girls a competitive mindset and prove their skills. So they are all for it. A few things I highlighted. I would encourage that girls get to play football with boys, and I think it's great that they have now introduced a higher age of that happening in junior leagues. As naturally, boys are a bit stronger, they do develop quicker than us, and I think as players, it's great to have that competitive side. Anything
2: on that, Simon? Yep. I, I, I believe that um, nature kind of takes its course with that, where there's now um, girls-specific teams that, yeah. that they are becoming more readily available. I mean, there's there's still not as many teams as perhaps we'd like to see, but there are teams about for girls to play. And I, I think there, w- there does naturally come a time where the physicality of the, the boys, and I'm, again, I'm not trying to sound controversial, but yeah. the, there comes a time where the, um, the physicality of the boys uh, playing football can be off-putting to some girls. So yeah. I, I guess it's a, a personal preference whether they continue challenging themselves against the boys or yeah. whether they like to move sideways and, and play in an all-girls team.
1: Would you agree that if they can stay playing with boys for as long as possible and compete in it, it's better for them if, than if, you know, if they're getting development needs out of it and they're enjoying it? If they want
2: to and they're enjoying it, by all means, carry on, yeah. you know, but if, if they're feeling in, intimidated, you know, but boys can be a bit silly, can't they? They're yeah. Perhaps a little bit more childish than girls when it comes to f- most things, really, if I'm honest, <laughs> from personal experience. Yeah, true. But, but um, yeah, if, if the girls are, are um not really enjoying it as much as they were, then, you know, the girls footballs there but
1: yeah well, well we'll move on to question number four because it ties in perfectly so question number four is do we agree that mixed football stretches right through to under 18s now I misread this I think first and thought do we agree that that's the rule so I researched and went yeah that is the rule now but then I thought actually I think they probably mean do we agree with it yeah so it does tie in nicely with the other one and I've put it's a new initiative so only time will really tell there's nothing it's only what two years is it since it's gone away
2: yeah, two or three three years that it's,
1: yeah. it's been so Time will tell if you're developing great players that have come all the way through and they say, yeah, the reason I got to play for England was because I was competitive with the boys all the way out, and I learned how to be more skillful because they were more physical and, you know, it might work for that type of player, but there's no real data there yet, is there? Because it's so new which is what I put down. Um, I did ask my friend Kelly Warren, who plays for Southampton Women's, the question, and she put, yep, totally agree with it. Uh, Totally agree with the mixed football stretch because it'll help with the strength and progression for the girls with more physical football to a later age. She says it's not sexist. Males are genetically stronger. So that's what
0: she feels to it. So she's all for it. Jeffrey. I I wouldn't... If I was an 18-year-old lad, I wouldn't want to play against... An 18-year-old
1: girl. No, it's fair enough. You've got to put both sides of the the argument. We can't sit here and say, oh, yeah, that's going to be amazing for everyone. Because it won't. No. There'll be some that flourish with it, some that won't, some that don't mind. And there'll be some managers who couldn't stand the thought of having a girl who's 18 in their team or in the opposition.
0: Mm. I've probably just got a fixed mindset, and then as soon as I see an eighteen-year-old girl tearing it up against eighteen-year-old lads, it probably change my opinion straight away. So yeah, that's that's. And I'll there will be that. some
1: eventually, obviously. Yeah, of course. Um, but like I say it will take time. Um, I'm all for it, but as with anything, there will be some pros and cons for it, and time will it will will tell on all of those what the pros and the cons are. What are your thoughts on it? You have put no. <laughs> right? um, well, no, I, I think it's really. I, yeah, I think it's really discussion. nice
2: that, that it's available um for for girls i mean in in our lo- local area and um, we've got lots of village teams and things like that so for a for a girl to continue to be able to play with a, a local grassroots team and things like that i think it's a great thing um also, also those that are perhaps doing really well um in 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 larger uh grassroots there's a couple of girls locally that that are playing at under 16s and Sky at under 14s, I yeah, believe. We watched the play the other but week, didn't we? They've been with the same team yeah. for a long time. They're doing really well. Um, no need to move. Yeah. You know, not not just for the sake of it. But um, yeah, I, I just think 18. I, I've been seeing my, my son's team and my daughter's team both, both uh, come through, and, and other teams that I've, I've seen. I, I just think that boys do get more physical more quickly. And. I'd hate to see a girl put off from football just because she was allowed to play at under-17s. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, no, I think it's a, a, a valid argument. Okay, welcome to our girls and women's football special with special guest Simon Jewers from Footy for Girls Andover and, of course, my wingman, Geoffrey Arthur Bonner. How are you doing, Geoff? Yeah, good, Pez. Good, <laughs> yeah. This is... um yeah, interesting show. Question number four was, do we agree with mixed football stretching right through to under-18s? I think we can move on a little bit. I'm just going to finish with, in my opinion, as long as they're cutting it on the pitch, it's not really an issue. It's only an issue if they're not, and they probably wouldn't want to be there if they're not cutting it on the pitch. So, um, And I, I don't think, if you ask the players that have gone on to play professionally, that they would have wanted protecting. So saying, oh, protecting them from the physicality, they go, well, that's up to us. think we'll protect ourselves thank you but i might be wrong i don't know let's move on to question number five
3: uh is there an assumption that girls can't be as passionate about football as boys very
1: sweeping statement that isn't it jeffrey
0: yeah there could be an assumption but it's absolute nonsense if there is, isn't there i think it's quite an easy answer to give isn't it
1: yeah i mean i'm sure it can be the case especially amongst adults that they might think oh it's football they're not going to be as passionate it might be a bit of a fad if they're
0: Passion's personal to whoever yeah, is, it is, isn't
1: it? Yeah.
3: So. I was going to say you could get a, a, a young lad who's a dancer, and people could say exactly the same thing. They're not as passionate yeah. they won't be as passionate about dancing as as the girls are. Yeah, because it it's in, not natural, or whatever no, yeah, they might yeah. say. So it all but, depends on the child. I mean, we know little mo don't we she's we do she, she is really passionate about her football so much so that you know fingers crossed she goes really really far and she gets professional level but it all depends on the individual person and i also think the support from their family and friends that helps with the passion
1: yeah i think sometimes those stereotypes actually inspire the passion even more so when they hit these barriers they actually try and overcome these barriers and it fuels their passion um, and it's not a fad and it it fuels it and it actually makes them more passionate about it but from my experience with kids I, mean, I had a girl in my team for three or four seasons Casey and the boys are pretty quick to accept girls in their team um, as they are with any player as long as they're contributing you know. And um, Casey was great in our team fitted right in and no one really Blinked an eye with, with Casey. Occasionally, we go and play against other teams, and you hear sniggers. Heard it once from a goalkeeper, who have got a couple of his mates, and oh, they've got a girl in their team, got a girl in their team. And truthful story, he wasn't laughing when she scored a hat trick past him, and he's <laughs> picking the ball out of <laughs> net. So, you know, she answered it because she was contributing on the pitch. And I think boys just accept it from a young age, they're not actually bothered. It's only us adults that really point it out, I guess. But yeah, passion, as with anything, doesn't matter whether it's football or anything, does it, Jeff? It's no, there it's there or it's not.
0: And it's perfect. Personal to the, each individual.
1: Never put anyone's passion out, Jeff. No, no matter what it is. Don't care if you're passionate about drama, dance, chess. What are you passionate about, Jeff? Futsal. Futsal. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And <laughs> people try and put that passion out as well, don't yeah, they? Yeah, that's true. They do. And it's it's not right. I think you've got your own personal deeper issues if you try and put anyone else's passion out. And maybe you should try and find out what they are. Right.
3: God, getting deep, aren't I, Donna? Oh, yeah, getting very deep. That'll, <laughs> be the, that'll be the text messages going off. Go on, then. let so you see what's coming in on the text. Yeah, hang on. Um, is England's women's football team bringing girls' football into the spotlight? Yeah, great question.
1: Might as will go straight into that one because we haven't got that coming up. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, definitely. I think they're ranked number two or three in the world at the moment. Two in the world, I think. Two in the world at the moment. And is there a World Cup coming up next year? Phil Neville's the the manager, which has brought them into the spotlight. I know we've just, yesterday, we were um, selected as a host
2: country for the 2021 European Championships. Okay. Um, which, which will be massive. Uh, we'll be able to showcase uh, women's football nationally, or national women's football all over the country. Southampton's one of the South venues, Southampton's one it? of the venues, Brighton, Bradford. Great for local girls. Final at Wembley, I believe. It'll be
1: great. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm just um, just having a look at something i printed from Wikipedia. But yeah, just saying about the head coach being Phil Neville and the captain, Steph Horton. Um, and yeah, ranked number three in the world as of the 28th of September. and The highest was oh. second, which was in March. So they're right up there. Um, they're doing really well. We've got a great league, which I think we'll come on to in a little bit as well. So yeah, great question. Right, back to our list of questions we have in front of us what number are we on number, number six. six number six do you want to go again donna
3: uh what should a girl do if they're feeling intimidated or put off playing in a boys team kick em.
2: yeah i'm happy to go on that um I, I don't think whether you're a boy or a girl uh has any has any difference really um if, if you're feeling put off playing football for any particular reason i think first and foremost you to speak with your coach yeah, um, most coaches will be sympathetic to whatever reason. You'd um, hope so, um, it, wouldn't you? It is. Uh, that's what we. What I personally think we're there for. Uh, speak with your parents as well. More specifically to this question, um, you're able to search county websites and things for opportunities to play locally. Whilst opportunities to play girls' football aren't as widely found as boys' football, there are opportunities yeah, you have uh, within, to within a We're short We're going to help with that perhaps. a little bit later as well, aren't Yeah, it? but yeah, speak to your coach and your parents, um, see if they can help failing that. If you're in the boys' team, have a look on the county website. Most larger grassroots clubs have some sort of uh, programme for girls or we'll be able to... You know, let, let you know where you can find girls' football.
1: Yeah, it doesn't actually say whether this person's feeling intimidated. That's already in the team, does it, Jeff? Or whether they're just yeah. intimidated by the thought of it. So, if you're already in a team, yes, speak to the coach and your parents because coaches and clubs have a duty of care by absolutely every single child in their care, um, and part of that is making them feel very welcome and if you're not already in a team and feeling intimidated go and give it a try yeah. or try one of the wildcats things that we're going to get onto a little bit later which is an all-girls environment just to give it a go and see how you got on with it but you know have it give it a go and everyone will be very welcoming There can be as you said a few silly boys sometimes you say a few things but they're normally pretty quick to pipe down if you're joining in and you, you keep at it so yeah give it a go question seven jeff with the
0: latest shocking figures released by the NHS of the amount of young women struggling with mental health problems, do you think football, sport can have a positive effect here?
1: Wowzers. We're going deep here, are we? It says here oh, one in four girls have mental health problems between the ages 17 and 19 years of age. That's incredible, isn't it? It's- Shocking figures, really. Shocking figures. So I put sport can help anyone, regardless of age and gender. You have to take the gender out of it, I think. It's just that it's a shocking stat why that is. We're not experts on that, are we? Perhaps one for Betsy Tuffery when we do another um, psychology special with her. But what I do know is sport reduces the level of stress hormones in the body and stimulates the production of endorphins. That helps keep stress and depression at bay, which is what I looked up this morning. And of course, there's a social side to it with being part of a group and the friendships that are made. Um, you know, with coaches and your friends in the team, they all both might be able to pick up on signs that you are struggling, and you've got a ready-made support network there. Possibly, Chelsea's Frank Kirby um, has said that football's helped her massively because she's had various issues over the years and she's said football helped her through as well as getting a puppy so you can always do that as well and we're going to talk a bit more about frank kirby later but yeah with a daughter in this age group um, shocking stat uh,
2: absolutely yeah um i can't i can't believe that it. it's one in four you know uh, and if, if sport and uh, not just football any sport um can help reduce those those numbers then so be it you know uh, Try and encourage more 17 to 19-year-olds to get into sport, I'd say.
1: Yeah, or before, like with programmes you're doing, getting them in younger and earlier might help prevent that in the long run. And and the retention, yeah, definitely.
3: Crikey. Um, We've had a text come
1: in. Oh, let's go for the text then. Can we Um, lighten the mood? That was quite serious, um, that one, wasn't it? Yeah, no,
3: it is serious, but sometimes it needs to be talked about, doesn't it? Yes, it is. Where can my daughter play futsal? And I think this is aimed at Jeff.
1: Mr. Futsal in the room and we should say Wiltshire Coach of the Year. So yes, you are the man to answer this. I'm not sure that I am.
0: (laughs) Um, We've been working on trying to get a a women's futsal team. Hmm. Uh, It might be something that Simon can help out with in the future. We would just follow the same format as, as the men's team, which we entered the FA Cup did quite well in that and I think we could do that very quickly with a, with a women's team and then look to enter the National League from there.
3: So at the moment there isn't anything set up? <laughs> Not around, specifically, around we've here. got obviously
0: Peza
1: Street Soccer
3: as a futsal based or has a le- futsal
0: element to it. And that's both girls and boys and, yeah. and anyone that wants to come and join. But as you get older there are less opportunities um, so it's something that we should probably look to crack on with having seen that last
1: stat uh, Definitely. and provide better opportunities. And we, we have put some groundwork into it, haven't we? Yeah. Um, Karen Musselwhite, who's contributed a lot to this show, actually, um, with various bits. We've talked to her about it, and obviously we'll talk to you as well, Simon, after this show and see what we can do together, maybe, and see if there's something footsour related Right, question number eight, which is a nice and easy one, because we haven't got that long, have we, Donna? Who are the best teams in this country? And I've printed out a handout here looking at the current table which was up to date as of this morning which is the women's super league the fa Women's super league arsenal at the top followed by man city then birmingham then chelsea so that does that s-
3: necessarily mean they're the best
1: well no teams? <laughs> not really they're 10 games in now which i think is probably halfway through their season i don't know how many times they play each other um but there's 11 teams in the league um Mature so our- twice Played over twice, yeah. so they're halfway through So the
2: yeah, you get you since the inception of the Women's Super League in two thousand eleven. Say Arsenal have probably been the the strongest side finishing in the top three every season, bar one. Uh, they're currently third now.
1: They won the cup as well, didn't they last year? I they think did. Arsenal. I've got yeah. that here. Chelsea won the league last year.
2: Yeah, I think the last three years, Man City, Chelsea, and Arsenal have been the top three. Oh, so okay, o- over that time.
1: So, so they're they're yeah. your big clubs. I've also. Noticed um, the emergence of Manchester United Women's,
2: yeah, um, and in they're in the league below,
1: which is the Championship, because they reformed. They used to be Super League One,
2: Super League Two, WSL didn't One, it? WSL Two, yeah, and then yep. it went down to the Women's Premier League, the FA Women's
0: Premier League.
1: And Man United seem to be storming that league, and Charlotte Athletic just behind. So,
0: hope that answers your question. And in futsal, it's London Hal VC, exactly the same as the men's. They were South End ladies last season. And they now he up. decides
3: to pipe up. Yeah, they guys. won the FA Cup
0: and the Women's Super League Appreciate last season. Big shout out to
1: our friend Emma Tune. Yep, he plays for there.
3: captains
0: of my book. Yeah, she does. The inner huddle from Peza Street Soccer.